0: I'm a dad, and I'm about to be. I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. My first child is due early next year. I'm Tom O'Brien, and I'm Aaron Gales. Tom's got a head start on me. But that doesn't mean that I know what I'm doing yet. Join us as I get ready to be a parent. And I try to function as one on no sleep. We'll take on the big subjects. Bust some myths. Find out how the proper dads do things. And avoid pepper Pig at all costs. This is The Dad Place. Yes, this is The Dad Place. Welcome back. It's episode two of The Dad Place. We're on our journey to find out whether I know what I'm doing a couple of years in and just how ready Aaron feels uh, with baby number one on its way. Everything okay at home, Aaron?
1: Yeah, everything's fine, mate. Seven seven weeks to go. Um, started out, had our started our NCT classes. Had our first one of them this week. Um, yeah, all going all going swimmingly.
0: Now you probably in like in the in the unlikely event that any of your NCT parents, uh, the other ones in the group, are feeling nervous and want to find a podcast that eases them into their parenting journey, they could stumble across this. So you have to be very nice about them. Are they a good bunch?
1: Yeah, they are a good bunch, actually. I mean, I, I was always going to say they're a good bunch because probably after this Sunday, I will be plugging the podcast um, to them. So it would be very unfair of me to say uh, mean things about them. But, Even Keith, you uh, told me
0: Keith was a dickhead before we started.
1: <laughs> God, can you imagine if there was Keith?
0: <laughs> I picked an obscure name. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: no Keith, thank God. Um, yeah, no, I think, you know, you're going to meet, you know, you, you're gonna meet, uh, you know they're like-minded people aren't they so um i think it's good i mean i think it's it's good you know there, there's some surprising there are, there are the odd surprising thing that you learn but i think it's more building that support network a little bit as well so like like i think i've said you know myself and rachel families aren't particularly close by um so actually having you know a a group of people who are going through a similar thing at a similar time is actually is actually really
0: nice. Um, I think we touched on it in 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 last week's episode, but it's that it's that real time support. So uh, yeah. you, you you can have you know it's always the way to oh oh well my you know my brother or my sister they've got kids or or my mate's got kids so I'm, you know we you know we, we chat to them about it and that is always you know it's great to have those other people to throw it back off, but it's it's knowing that say if you're up doing a feed at four in the morning that There's someone else you know who's had a baby within a one week spell, yeah. Who you could yeah. say, Is your, is your baby has their vomit turned bright green like in the yeah. last 30 seconds or so? Like, oh, yeah, no, that happens to every child 10 days in. By the way, that doesn't, mm. that's not true. If that happens, go to the <laughs> hospital. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's that sort of real time, like everyone who's in exactly the same boat as you and exactly mm. the same way along, um, yeah. and. As I say, you know, we, we've made some, some, some good friends out of it, so it's a, yeah. it's a good thing.
1: What's, what's been quite nice in our group as well is this, there's a couple who um, already have one baby, so didn't go to NCT last time because they knew they were going to have a C-section. Can't quite remember why, um, but it was a scheduled C-section from, from, from quite early on, I think, so, so didn't, didn't do NCT classes this time. they hoped to have a home birth this time. Um, so it's been really nice for them, actually. You know, sort of for us to, you know, when questions are being asked, they, they've got some sort of experience already. They've got, a, uh, I think, a two-year-old girl, so fairly recent experience. So that's been, um, that's been nice. Um, so yeah, no, no, it's been it's been good. I think it's. Uh, I was like anything. You're a bit sceptical, aren't you? It feels a bit like the first day at school sometimes. You, it's very rare these days. Maybe maybe at a wedding, perhaps, where you you sort of meet a load of people that you that you
0: don't know um, oh i was dreading yeah, it no. i was absolutely yeah. dreading it yeah. because i think we'd already done um and i'm going to come on to this a little bit later but we'd also we'd already done a hypnobirthing course yeah so for me this was just like there's now too much information i just i literally just I'm overwhelmed by this. I'm starting yeah. to. I've started to think. You know, we might have to get a refund here. Uh, this yeah. is this is too. This is too intense. Uh, yeah. But I say it's just it's Better just risk. good being in that that situation where you see everyone else is feeling exactly so ours was a really intense weekend. So yeah, we had yeah. it on on um, the course was on a Saturday and Sunday of one weekend, wow. and then the following Saturday morning was like a breastfeeding clinic on it. Yeah. But it was all in the middle of. Our, the Paralympics, I think. Yeah. So, I was having to go and do work straight afterwards on boat, or like each each of the three days we were doing it because there was bloody cycling on again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, NCT, I think generally, yeah, good good thing, even if a little weird to actually go through.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I think it's been uh, really worthwhile. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, about more about hypnobirthing because that is something Rach is very keen on um, and we're doing quite a lot of sort of watching a lot of videos and all that kind of stuff um, about it so please don't snag it off too much Tom um, because my wife is putting an awful lot of hope on this hypnobirthing.
0: <laughs> well, we'll we'll get we'll get to it and I will be I'll be warts and all about my opinions before, after yes. and during uh, the hypnobirthing experience. But okay. we're going to we are going to focus this week on labor because you mentioned last time out that you were a little concerned I think about feeling a bit like a spare part on the day.
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a bit like a spare part, but, uh, but more just that feeling of not bit, you know, not being in control or you know, all At that point, it is very much in in your wife's hands, really. Um, And I know you can help, but there's very little you can do. And I guess it's just a bit of anxiety around that, really. Um, Just, you know, you want your wife and your baby to be okay, don't you? Um, So, yeah, yeah, no, is it? I mean, it does. I mean, the more I read about it, the more I look into it, the more I feel reassured. That sort of knowledge is power. But, yes, it is. Obviously, I mean, it is. And I'm sure for most other dads, it's, probably the most worrying part of
0: it, really. I'm here to tell you that you are the real hero <laughs> of the birthing process. And yeah. yes, there are other people involved in the birthing process who might... I just dropped a coin. Uh, who, might, who might go through some more physical exertions than you. Yeah. But you are the hero. And, right. you know... Really, not a lot of people will praise you for your role in that when it when it comes down to it but um there are so many ways that that it it couldn't be done without you uh so i've got i've come i've, I've scribbled down ten points some of them are tips some of them are just sort of recollections but I think it will really it will really sort of help to bring things into focus for you um, yes. tip one, one. Mm. your your lovely wife will of course very soon be packing a bag yeah. that is the hospital bag make life easy mm. and agree to pack yours as well at the same time it is not worth the argument of saying oh, yeah i'll just grab a t-shirt when you go into labor um because that <laughs> that is not helpful and wow. if you want to come out of this as the birthing hero, uh, which comes <laughs> to the cape, uh, a lot of your responsibility is to agree. So I, like Lizzie, was packing a bag like six weeks before, and I just kept putting it off because I just didn't think labour was. G- I, I was convinced we were going to go into overtime, uh, and it's <laughs> like, what do I need to pack? Like I'm, I'm just yeah. like, I'll take change of clothes, towel. But no, I had a lot more to take. Um, I had to download programs onto an iPad so that we could watch something if we got bored. I had to have emergency Aid. I had to have chocolate. I had to remember that the baby might need some clothes. I had to pack an awful lot of stuff, and I was putting it off. And it became a real point of anxiety, I think, for Lizzie that I hadn't prioritized doing this like four or five weeks before the baby was due. Um, we were fortunate because we were always planning on going through a birth center rather than yeah. uh, rather than going onto the ward or going through um, through any sort of surgical intervention or anything like that. And we were yeah. very fortunate on both occasions that that's how it progressed. And certainly, the hospital that we went to, they allowed the father to stay in. The room, like to stay overnight afterwards and not have to go home, which, like, you look back and think, Oh, it really meant a lot, but it did mean that I needed to have a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And certainly with Lucy, when we were trying to feed her and stay awake like that, um, we watched several classic episodes of Friends because I panicked and downloaded whatever I could onto the iPad very last minute. Uh, And it was the only program I knew would be a safe bet and wouldn't have any thing that could upset Lizzie in a vulnerable post-birth yeah. uh, or pre-birth state should it come to it. So yes, if you get asked to pack a bag, do not roll your eyes. This is not a weekend away where you can pack as you, just as you're leaving. Um, even though it has never taken me longer than 30 seconds to pack a bag, it's a bone of contention. Um, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely worth just getting that all sorted and, and sort of overthinking yeah. about what it is you need. We went in with too many suitcases this time. I think they thought we were going for a weekend away.
1: I was a bit concerned when I got the list. There was like a list at the first NCT class of everything you might need. And I did say to Rach, I was like, surely we don't need all that. And then you sort of go down the list and you think, well, yeah, we need that. Yeah, we need that. We need that. Yeah.
0: Um, it's just not knowing, well, I guess, because some, peop- yeah. some people will go in there, give birth at 10 o'clock in the morning and be on the way home at six. You know, um, and other people will have situations where there might be extra care needed for a mother or the child or it might you know so you might need to stay in the hospital a little longer. We had an overnight stay both times and yeah. just just because of the timings of things, thankfully everything was okay. but it's just I guess the worst thing would be you having to nip home. Uh, yeah. Because I know Lizzie wouldn't have wanted to be alone. The only time Lizzie was alone at any point in the hospital was when I went to go and get the car seat because we knew we were going home. Yeah. So yeah. I guess she wasn't alone. There was a child with her.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and snacks, Tom. How many snacks? What, what sort of things did you take?
0: Oh, we went in hard. Jelly babies were always a really good one for energy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, a massive bar, of dairy, like an insanely large bar of Dairy Milk. Yeah, Lucas' aid as well, uh, mm. because uh, the labour for Millie, our first child, was quite a long one and quite an intense one. And yeah. um, like Lizzie was probably on the verge of getting quite dehydrated. She'd she'd refused to eat uh, overnight or hadn't been able to keep anything down. She'd been quite. Struggling with with eating even like a piece of toast or anything, so she probably like uh, her electrolytes all over the place. So stuff like Lucas Aid was a really easy win. And obviously, as a keen amateur footballer, I had an awful lot of that in supply in the house anyway. Um, because as we previously mentioned, I was supposed to be playing football in Manchester City that night. Yeah. So um, so she had a lot of my football supplies. The shin pads weren't needed, um, but you <laughs> never know. You never know. Yeah.
1: yeah. All, all good advice, Tom. Yeah, I'll take that on board.
0: Number two, and again, this is one where you're really just appeasing. Um, learn your route. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: and, that's good. Uh, this, this actually merges with tip four, so we'll just say there's only nine of them. Um, learn your route and learn your alternate routes as well. Uh, we ended up having to leave to go for Millie during Friday morning rush hour. Yeah, on a route.
1: This is what I'm. This is what I'm concerned
0: about. It was not an easy. Like, it was not an easy route for us to to get there. Mm-hmm. The main thing, and every day we we sort of drove half the route to hospital was our way to work every morning. And every day yeah. as we were going onto Slip Road of the motorway, Lizzie would say. Don't forget, it's a pothole there. I do not want you to drive over that pothole when I'm in labour. And genuinely, I was when I got past that section of the motorway driving to hospital, and I hadn't hit the pothole. I thought I don't really have much more to do today. I have achieved the only thing I was asked to do.
1: Um, here's a question for you, Tom. Yep. So my my route to the birth centre that we use is on a very busy road which has a very prominent bus lane. Um, now, if Rachel was going to Labour at, say, quarter to eight on a Monday, traffic would be horrific. Can I use that bus lane, do you think?
0: I mean, legally, no, but mm. morally, yes. Do um, you think actually,
1: Beijing, I could appeal it and say, look, you know, my wife was in Labour? Yeah, I mean, y-
0: you might have to, you know send you if, if you could because if they got those cameras in the bus lane you could sort of get her to stick her head out of the window and scream that might that might <laughs> do it um i yeah. i can't imagine you'd be the first or the last people to have done that um frankly if if it was labor and it was progressing very very quickly then i wouldn't bat an eyelid um yeah. what was it 80 quid fine yeah fine here's 100 yeah. um yeah um um yeah, I do need. I do need to learn the route though, because I think I have missed the turn <laughs> at
1: least twice. Uh, so yes, I I will memorize memorize the route. Excellent advice. Tom. Well, this will go. I don't think there's any potholes though, so it should be okay. Uh,
0: well, this will go into well, oh, it's winter. You know, they, they could be forming any moment now. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's yeah. snow due next week. Uh, this this is coming into the, the the next tip. At one point where we were about five to ten minutes away, and the traffic was starting to ease but we were bumper to bumper at this point. Lizzie said, do we need to ring the police and ask for a police escort? <laughs> um, and I as very... I mean, I'm quite a sarcastic person, as you may have already gathered, uh, but I did say to her, well, I'm not sure the police could even get to us given there's 20 cars in front of us and 20 cars behind us. How about we just keep driving and see if we're okay? Uh, yes. And... Um, it ter- it turned out that, that she was starting to feel that she had some urges to push, but it was actually her waters so we were on the way to breaking. Uh, so yeah. um I mean if I'd known that, I would have called the police escort because I did not want the damage done to the Skoda. But
1: <laughs> Yeah. It must have been must have been serious though, because obviously I know Liz and she's very sort of calm and you know, very sort of in control of her emotions. So for Liz to, you know, want a police escort she must have really she must have really been in in, in a bit of in a bit of bit of urgent need
0: really i I think it was that it was that real confusion because she was saying she was saying i think i need to push when we got to hospital and all the midwives were telling her otherwise um and there was an opportunity where she got into one of those big sort of pools um and then her waters broke very quickly and And then it seemed to be like a light bulb moment for everyone. Oh, maybe that's why you needed to push. And I'm getting quite cross at this point. Like, yeah, (laughs) you know, help her, do your job. Uh, um, I am, you are not getting a good trip advisor review on this, right? Um, But, you know, it's a benefit of hindsight. We knew what that was. And that's why she had those those feelings. But yeah, uh, I, I can't imagine what it would be like if you haven't, Completely unnatural and sudden urge to do something, but you also know that you're not ready to do it. It's, um, yeah, yeah uh, one that maybe brings them level with us in the hero stakes uh, at the end of all this process. Uh, my next tip is one that I completely forgot about for the birth of our second child learn when you're actually supposed to go. Yeah, right.
1: Because.
0: Yeah,
1: this is, they've talked about this a lot in NCT. Um, basically not not to panic too soon
0: because your natural, your natural sort of if you've, if you 've ever watched any sitcom someone 's waters break and you go to hospital, or someone yeah. has their first contraction and you are straight to hospital and you stay there for approximately three weeks until the child is born um, but <laughs> obviously things didn't uh, i mean for us it was so it was painfully slow. Yeah. We, I think Lizzie on the... Millie was born Friday lunchtime and Wednesday night into Thursday morning Lizzie woke me up to say she thought she was having a contraction. Uh, we went for a bit of a walk Thursday morning. Um, real talk, didn't go to work. Um, and um, it slowed down. It, it ground to a complete... There was a point where the contractions were a couple of minutes apart and we were thinking we we're going to get in the car and then it completely ground to a halt and stopped. And then we were like, well, you go and walk up and down the stairs 20 times, see if you can start it up again, Um, get the jump leads out. Uh, But it sort of took until later that night, and then we didn't get any sleep that night because she was just really slowly getting into the labour process and spent an awful lot of time in the bath to relax and and try and start the hypnobirthing process and all that stuff. Um, But it was just it was slow, and I rang the hospital a couple of times to say, Uh, this is the situation should we come in now and they just gave me the vague like oh well if you think you need to come in I'm like I'm going to need just a yes or no here like (laughs) you've done this thousands of times this is my first go Just give me the answer, please. I don't want to have to... No, we'll give you the tools to work out the answer yourself. You know, we'll give you a fishing rod instead of a fish. No, I just want the fish. Give me the answer. Um, And we we had the same. We had a bit of an argument with the midwife when when Lucy was born because she was telling us not to come in. Uh, An hour and a half later, we'd had the baby. So I'm glad we ignored her. Um, But they sort of say, what is is it? I think... I should have looked this up. I think it comes down to when your contractions are a minute or less than a minute apart, they last for a minute. Oh, no, it's, no, it's not that. They last for a... You're basically having three in a ten-minute spell and that's repeated over an hour or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. You might know more because you've been there more recently.
1: No, I think that sounds right, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're not... If, if you're leaving them to they last a minute and they're a minute apart, you're too late and you need to put a sheet yeah. out in your living room, um, <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we're going to, I think we'll learn a bit more about that on on our next NCT class. I think, just about.
0: I'd write that down because definitely at three in the morning, having to ring the the birth centre to to ask them to remind me what to do uh, was probably one of my more panicky moments. Uh, So at this point, we've arrived, we've avoided a police escort, we know when we're supposed to go. Um, Tip five, order breakfast. Uh, That is the first thing that I did when I arrived at the hospital.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right what
0: did you have can you remember uh toast and tea um yeah. we uh we walked through we had a lovely uh big big birth suite with a pool in there as well very fortunate because the, the hospital we we're using had like six rooms and six or seven rooms in the birth center but only two pools and lizzie really wanted a pool um and um as soon as they get in they say can we get you anything are you all right and lizzie's like no 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 just maybe some water and like, can we get you anything i'm like what have you got um <laughs> And, you know, out came some toast, um, and they, they really used some good butter uh, and a lovely cup of tea, and I sat there enjoying that while uh, while my wife lay on the bed waiting to be um, inspected um, right. and have a blood pressure taken and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, the service here is wonderful. Uh, and it was only when I sort of, like, Lizzie had no idea I was doing that afterwards, and when I recapped that story to her, she gave me a look as if to say, that was not the right thing to do. <laughs>
1: I don't know what the uh, what the options are at my place. Or was it was there like a what like a, a cafe where you were? Or? Oh, they
0: they went off. Like toast was available all the time, uh, yeah. and um, uh, as I say, that
1: sounds fantastic, does not it? I mean, just an endless supply of toast. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, me. we
0: could get in. We could help ourselves in the kitchen. We could make teas. We could get toast. There was also, um, uh, as I recall, we because on the Friday night, by the time we'd sort of. had a bit of time with the baby once she'd come and we'd sort of had some visitors as well. We said, we'd love to get some food now. Like, oh yeah, the kitchen's closed. Like, well, this is a real blow. Um, (laughs) Because Lizzie hasn't eaten for two days and I don't know, she's just been through quite a lot. Um, And we managed to just about get like something that went up to the canteen and managed to Drag out some remains and leftovers for right. us, um, but otherwise it was going to be just toast. But they, um, yeah, we we had full sort of like they're bringing like food in little cloches. It was uh, um, a lovely uh, silver silver tray service sort of thing for us um, for a fairly underwhelming lasagna and curry, uh, respectively. But uh, yeah, it was you know as I say you know they're not getting the highest TripAdvisor review, but it was uh, it was at least nice to be able to get to get a free meal uh, out of it as well. Yeah, that sounds good. More good advice, Tom, thank you. Uh, I'm going to get on to this next one now. Tip six is all about hypnobirthing. Yeah. Now, you told me not to slag hypnobirthing off. Mm. That's not how I'm going to start this conversation. Um, (laughs) So I was really, really hesitant about going to hypnobirthing because I heard the hypno part and assumed it was all a load of bollocks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, there's no way that we're going to hypnotize each other into thinking that instead of giving birth, we are on a roller coaster or something like yeah. like. Or ev- every time she has a contraction, she clucks. Like, like, I, I just thought, this is, this is money for old rope. This is absolute <laughs> nonsense. Uh, and I wasn't yeah. into it in the slightest. Um, and then I got told to change my opinion on it. And we went to a series of hypnobirthing classes. And again, I remained quite hesitant about it because they were taught in what seemed like an abandoned wing of a hospital. Um, And it was in the middle of summer. It was roasting hot. And I fell asleep each of the four times we went there. (laughs) and because
1: you were so relaxed well this is the thing
0: i was told that yeah. was a good thing it meant i was good at hypnobirthing i'm like mm, you're throwing me a bone here but no i've just fallen asleep and it was it was sort of going to it and and having read some of the one of the the sort of key book that was given about it afterwards basically it was all just about relaxation and distraction and she would do these sort of hypnobirth readings and it was all like, right, we had to sort of sit down or lie back in a chair. And at one point I was on a hospital bed lying down because there were no chairs in this weird abandoned room that like felt like we were on the set of Resident Evil or something. And she was just telling this story and it was something along the lines of, okay, so you're in a room and you're walking down a corridor and you can smell something. What is it? It smells like fresh bread. Has it just come out of the oven? You go there and you see the bread. You break the bread, it's still warm. Oh, it's still warm. There's some butter on the table. Oh, it spreads so smoothly onto the bread. And Maybe a piece of cheese as well. And that's one contraction. Okay. And that was like, literally, it felt like stuff like that. And it was yes. just stories that completely took you out of where you were. I mean, yeah. I just want to apologize to any listeners because that was probably the sexiest thing they ever heard. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was very arousing. But very arousing. it was all stuff like that. And then I, like, there were a lot of examples of like hypnobirthing texts and stories in the back of the book that I just thought again were weren't weren't right. And so I, I mean, we went along with. It. I played. I, I say went along with it. I, I realized like the like if I would fallen asleep four times to all these these sort of slightly erotic food stories. Um, I mean, I learned a lot about myself. But uh, if, if 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 that sort of mindset of getting you away from And they touched on this at N C T after we've been to like completely separately as well, talking about some of those elements of the, the distraction to to not like to take away some words like pain. Um, and and to start sort of thinking in more positive terms, to never talk about pain and to to, to yeah. talk about like the challenges and the uh, uh, and the the potentials and the you know the things that you can do yeah. to get to get through this and what can you do to manage the situation and stuff like that yeah. and yeah. and it, sort of that mind shift of of talking about things in a different way and then me just yeah. coming up with a load of shite stories that just took yeah. Lizzie away from where we were and like it was sort of like focusing on like things that we've been to on holiday or or or, you know places we've been for a walk or this that and the other and just trying to completely take her out of it and and i thought genuinely that i was a complete hindrance from that point of view but she did say afterwards that, that it it helped to it didn't remove her fully from the situation because I don't know if yeah. anyone can be removed fully from I mean they they, they show you videos some of birthing videos where it's like oh yeah just, just popped the baby out in thirty seconds didn't even notice it was happening yeah. had to be had to be tapped on the shoulder to say here's your child uh, and and I don't think that's realistic but she said that it did help her because there were points which I think every woman goes through in the in the labor process where you think I don't think I can do this anymore uh, yeah. and sort of taking out of that that mindset was um yeah. She said was helpful.
1: Yeah. We've 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 been watching sort of we're working our way through an online course and I think I've sort of approached it. Um similar mindset to you really, Tom, and the and the same thing when Rage said she wanted to go to a birthing centre originally, um it all just sounds a bit like hippie bollocks, doesn't it? Mm. Um but I've I've been really sort of encouraged by the birthing centre. I think that you know that the midwives are great. Um and the hypnobirthing, you know, I, I appreciate. I appreciate it. You know, it it will work differently for different women, um, but I think I think it's a good weapon to sort of have in your armory. Like you say, you know, it, it might it may not distract you from um, everything that's going on, but any, anything that can sort of take you away, even if it's for just for thirty seconds, I think can really help. Um, and I think it's just reinforced. It's just reinforced to me. What's been really good for me is it's reinforced that women have been given birth for thousands and thousands of years without medical interventions, um, and we've got something to fall back on if it doesn't work. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I'm feeling so far very positive about it. We'll obviously see you know when Rachel you know, does go into labour and does give birth, but you know, I get I get the idea behind it about changing your mindset and not going into it with you know fear.
0: Because um, I, I think when we we fortunate like, like the thing around birth, and I understand like birth centre people think, well, why aren't there going to be any doctors there? Like, there's always doctors in hospital, uh, and so I yeah. can understand why. Like, there's a natural sort of thing to to think, God, is this just going to be like a load of load of candles out and stuff like that? And, yeah. I know like I was fortunate one of one of my previous jobs I worked in a hospital and in the in the comms team and one of the stories I was doing was about something that was in um in the birth centre that was at that hospital. And I went in and, and, and it, there was a, a woman who'd recently given birth who was telling this sort of story about it and everything she was saying made sense that she was frightened yeah. about the idea of being on a hospital ward because being on yeah. that ward made it feel like out of her control, like a surgical procedure. Um, And and that wasn't something she wanted. And and I know we had a situation where we went round for dinner with some people who just had a baby about two or three months before Millie was born. And the couple just basically like, oh, yeah, and you've got to get the epidural. Yeah, get the epidural straight away. Yeah, just get the drugs. Whatever they offer you, just take them. Take more. You know, just chew them down. Bring your own, you know, um, (laughs) just drugs, 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 because it is impossible to do this without... Without the drugs, you will not be yeah. able to do it. Without all of the drugs, and we drove home yeah. from that thinking, "Well, that was that was unpleasant. Um, yeah. you, know, you know that that wasn't that wasn't what we what we wanted because that wasn't yeah. that wasn't how we wanted to do it. And other people do want to do it that way, but we decided, you know, that, that it wasn't wasn't a situation we wanted to be in unless it needed to be yeah. in that situation. Um, and and you know, I don't know if Lizzie will think me for telling, me, but both occasions she did ask me for drugs. Um, and on both <laughs> occasions, I told her, look, be cool. I'll get you some afterwards. But yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. No, oh. no, I think yeah, what you just said there really resonates. So Rach, you know, doesn't like going into hospitals or the doctors. She just doesn't. She's one of those people who doesn't like it. Um, she feels much more comfortable in the sort of birthing center environment.
0: I guess it's also because they they also t- um, they also say like you know lying on a bed is the worst position to be in to give birth.
1: Yeah, well that's that's what I that's what I, it was quite interesting in the NCT class last week is that sort of when you watch it on a television or a program or whatever they're normally on their back, but in reality that's just not the case. Um, but our GP was really helpful, so Rage just basically said you know what what is your opinion on the sort of birthing centres and all that kind of stuff. Um, And he basically said 10 years ago when they were sort of just sort of starting up he would have advised against it but now he said you know this there's a lot of research around now that suggests when doctors get involved that's when that's when the problems sometimes start and that when midwives who you know have been doing this the whole lives whole working lives are left to get on with it um it normally you know normally it's normally a smoother process so um i think more and more people will probably will probably go to go towards that sort of experience i would imagine
0: um, i mean you, you mentioned at the start one of the nct families that you were with were choosing a home birth and i think that's that's like if that's the route you want to go down it's an incredibly brave and and it's an awesome thing to do that was never yeah. anything that we had in mind our house isn't big enough yeah. for one um uh for us to, like i i just it didn't sit well with us and equally there was there's a birth centre near us that's not attached to a hospital. But if something were to be an issue, you then have to get in an ambulance and leg it. So that didn't appeal to us either. But I think it, it just... Yeah, it's one of those things that would probably seem alien to 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 like our parents and things like that because at that point like our dads were probably you know down the pits um, that yeah. day you know uh, handing out cigars or something and only tipped up to the hospital about a week or so after we were born that's gen you know yeah. that's how you that's how we're told it happened um yeah. whereas whereas it's now a much more involved thing and, and yeah and you know I do know people who haven't had great experiences that way and I know we can't really complain with, with how it with how it happened. You know, we we had a, a birth plan and we pretty much got to, to stick to the, you know, like say seventy five percent of that on both occasions. Um there's also some great Spotify hitting a birthing playlist as well just to have a load of style music just uh, uh, sort of playing in the background uh i think it really winds the midwives up because it's all they hear all day all day, you know like honestly if you've got any taylor swift or anything um they, they'd they'd love to have something a bit jauntier but i imagine you don't want to beat as you're uh, as you're giving birth to a child uh yeah. so yeah that's that's birth. i was a cynic but um i can't be a cynic for something that, that worked for us as well as it did
1: oh good Oh, good. That means I can let Rach listen to this episode of the podcast. (laughs) I was worried I I wasn't going to be able to let her. Um, That's a lot of what they're saying, sort of hitting the in as well. It's like sort of avoid negative birth stories. So I'm glad yours went smoothly. Well, Um, it did
0: go smoothly. The next thing I'm going to tell you isn't a negative part of the story, but it's something that still haunts me to this day.
1: Is this, is, is this another? Is this a new tip? Or was this not? this is point seven. Point um,
0: seven. What? It's the pillow problem. Okay. Now now. This, what is the pillow? Yeah, problem? Yeah. This is something that I don't know if they were supposed to do this, but they probably were <laughs> because they're professionals and they know what they're doing. But it yeah. just felt weird. Um, so uh, there's there's an element of this which. Um, uh Liz, lizzy when she listens back to it will feel that i'm oversharing so i'm then going to overshare something about me afterwards to balance these okay. things out um but lizzie had been uh um in the water uh with millie she'd been in the water for quite a significant period of time and it wasn't progressing as much as they wanted to, and they thought perhaps that she'd um, got in the water too much. That she was there was an element of it that while she was pushing, potentially just relaxing a little bit because the water was warm. And so, just to change things up, they'd sort of try, you know, stand in a different position in the water, and they said, "Well, maybe maybe get out of the water for a little bit, and we'll we'll see what that does. See if that speeds things along." And it did. Um, and she found a, a a position to sort of stand up that was that was comfortable, and then um, it was quite apparent that Millie was on her way. Yeah. And then the midwife got a pillow, and I thought yeah. maybe she's going to ask her to lie down on the floor. I don't know. It's instead, she placed that pillow sort of underneath Lizzie, <laughs> and then in no time at all the baby just sort of fell onto the pillow <laughs> and in my mind and i've probably i've probably made this worse than it was in my mind our child just basically drops a foot or two onto a pillow and at 30 seconds old our baby is broken <laughs> like like i like this is not how it is supposed to happen <laughs> Um, But no one else in the room, apart from me and Lizzie, seemed appalled by this. So it must be something they do. And I probably think that it was more a case that the midwife supported Millie onto the pillow rather than letting her drop (laughs) a foot and a half. But just to give you a heads up, if a pillow gets placed on the floor at some point... It's not effectively when you're considering with the umbilical cord the child's first bungee jump. Um, it's 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 supposed to happen, but it yeah. it kind of hit both of us for six because um, yeah. we weren't expecting it. Um,
1: uh, uh, it's a classic thing, isn't it? Like midwives do it all you know they do it all the time, don't they? They say about midwives like I don't know, like Tom, when you were like dressing them for the first time or ever, and you sort of really sort of gentle with their limbs and all that kind of stuff and their midwives are just like you know just straight in there all that kind of stuff i guess you're just so worried aren't you that i guess it's going to be you know your first baby you've got no experience of it i can understand why your baby dropping a foot from your wife uh may have concerned you both slightly
0: (laughs) yeah and and um i mean yeah the thing you say about dressing them and taking all, all that care and attention like you know they 're brand new, like yeah. you don't know what you're doing like if you get a new iPhone, you put a case in it, you know you get a screen protector and and an iPhone is quite important, but not as important as a child as I was at pains to um remind myself uh, uh recently but you, you just you just yeah it just it 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 shook us up um and we've probably we've we've now in our heads we're replaying that worse than it was uh, yeah. at, 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 at the time. Um, while this happened, um, um, and Rach, maybe you just skip on like 30 seconds or something at this point. Um, <laughs> while, while it happened, um, the umbilical cord snapped uh, at that point which um isn't a major issue uh but it just means that when you when you you um have the you have to sort of get birth to the placenta afterwards there is an option to yeah. have i think to have an injection to make it just happen very quickly or you can pass it naturally uh and that yeah. meant that we needed to um um have the injection and get the placenta out very very quickly um yeah. Um, but it, it didn't cause any 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 sort of issue to um, to Millie whatsoever. It's quite rare, I think, that that happens as well. Uh, but that's what made me think of it being as a bit of a bungee jump. But yeah. like there was there was nothing wrong. Like the the baby's not damaged, so it's all fine. What did happen though? And we'll go to point eight now. Um, really, don't faint.
1: <laughs> me or. Or, or the or rape.
0: yeah, as the dad.
1: <laughs> you didn't faint, did you?
0: Twice, you never told me this. I've not really told anyone. <laughs> um, some content, what happened? Um, I was just a bit overwhelmed, yeah. Like, and I've had
1: what sort of stage of the process was it? Top?
0: Oh, like, I knew I was going to faint with Millie, I knew I was going to faint as she was being born. And I think the dropping on the pillow didn't help.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you dropped at the same time.
0: I, I just, I think I sort of managed to stop. But the thing is, I've, I've had an issue, uh, a slight blood pressure thing around, um, it's usually in like the morning after the night before when you've been drinking. Uh, so it's something called hi- uh, postural hypertension. And I've suffered from that a few occasions. It's usually uh, in the mornings when you get up, um, often to go for a wee after a, a heavy night of drinking, you get up and then you just go straight back down and faint fairly yep. quickly. And I've also had a couple of other instances where sort of like sudden blood pressure drops and fainted, but there's nothing actually sort of long term yep. wrong with my blood pressure. But as the baby was was and and, and I was very. Um, I was under strict instructions that I was very much to stay um, at the north of the uh, uh, the childbirth uh, uh, compass uh, and I was not to be at the south um, of that situation. That will make sense geographically. Um, and um, and I was more than fine with that. Um, and so we we're going to see the baby together at the same time. But as I knew, like they were saying, like, this is it. This is the last couple of pushes now. Um, and I was aware from, like, shadows on the pillow that the baby was, was – was on the way and was coming out, and it just hit me all at that point. Fucking hell, this is huge. Not the size of baby. Um, um, no, like the, the emotional impact of it. Um, I mean, she was actually a big baby, but that's by the bye. Uh, just, just, it sort of hit me at that point that this is, this is it. This is the moment I'm going to meet my little girl. I'm excited. I'm terrified. I'm nervous. I hope everything's okay. I'm a father and it just all hit me at that point and probably like two days of not looking after myself and not drinking enough yeah. and I just felt really lightheaded and had to go and sit down and then suddenly all the like spare midwives coming to look after me and are rushing me around I'm like I'm gonna. I just need like thirty seconds. Like, give me a jelly baby and a drink. I'll be absolutely fine. Will someone tell me my child's okay? Because I've not heard them cry yet. Um, Like, like I'm really like. You do not need extra staff looking after me. You just let my child fall onto a pillow. Like, you know, someone, someone look after the child. Like, um, and I think that was it as well. Like, like I think I saw the child. um, I I saw Millie drop, and, uh, Rach you want to skip on at least 15 seconds here. Um, when the placenta snapped, there was a significant amount of blood that came as, at that point as well. So yeah. that, I'm not squeamish, but I just, I instantly had a thought that something was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that combined uh, with all the emotion. If you're back now, if you've pressed 15 seconds, you're fine now, Rachel. there's nothing else. Uh, but that, that combined with all the, um, the emotion of what was going on, yeah, it just took me down.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it happened That's again right. with Lucy. Yeah,
1: same thing. Uh yeah,
0: it just just I was just overwhelmed. Or a bit too
1: much. Yeah, yeah. just
0: really overwhelmed. Like again, I'm not I'm not a you know it's it's not from the, from being squeamish and I feel pretty weedy about it. Um but at that point I um I think the baby had been born i just sort of like, I, like lizzie was on a bed at that point and i uh i was sort of next to her holding her hand i could see the baby had been born um i had my head sort of next to her um holding her hand, sort of kissed her arm or something put my head on the mattress for a second and then i was gone and i could feel sort of like the heat rising and i knew i was going um and i think um lizzie sort of said to the midwife um, keep an eye on Tom, he might faint and the midwife just in a gruff voice and the sort of voice that you imagine she was having a fag at the same time went, I think he has love um, and then again like everyone sort of gets dragged in uh, and moves me over to the window, I'm like no I'm fine I just just want to go see yeah. the baby at this point but yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of it does make you look like a bit of a dick when your wife goes <laughs> through all that and then uh, down you go so yeah, make sure you stay hydrated as well I, uh, right. I think
1: I can I can totally. Um, I'd imagine I, I can totally see how it happens because I think it's probably. I don't think you said the word. I think you said overwhelmed, but I'd imagine it's just relief, isn't it? Oh, that,
0: completely, completely. Yeah,
1: that it's all done. Um,
0: and it comes back from what we were saying at the start about feeling quite helpless. That yeah. that you know the you, the limited involvement you have, you just want to get to the finish line.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's probably the. I mean, of all the times you could choose, I think it's probably the best time in the process to do it. Yeah, while I was um, driving
0: would have been a real blow.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, if it was mid-birth or something, then, you know, you might have just got left on the floor, Tom, but because the baby was out, you know, I think that endless supply of toast started up again and, you know... I think there's, there's um, an element
0: as well of, I think, not wanting to show any, any fears during the birthing process or any chinks in the armour yeah. because you know i'm being i'm trying to be this super strong emotionally sound person to mean yeah. that my wife doesn't have to worry about anything um and i mean in the grand scheme of things it's not the same as giving birth to to a child but it's it's um it felt like a lot of pressure that i couldn't let her down so again it was the, the relief of the baby coming and also the relief that God, maybe I've been okay at this. You know, you know, the, the, I've yeah. not, I've not wanted to share any of those fears because, really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not, it's not me who's doing it. So I've just got to be yeah. everything's fine and not, you not know. admit any of that. Um, but maybe that's not particularly healthy either. Um, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I, yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's what I'm gonna have what you have to be like. though as a dad, isn't it? It's like. There must be a million thoughts going through your head. You know there must be an element of panic, worry, anxious. That everything's going to be okay, and just blocking it all up because it's not going to be helpful. If you know, if I'm projecting all that anxiety on Rach when you know she's giving birth, um, just the outpouring of relief. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom, it was lovely, lovely that you shared that story with me. It made me feel a lot less bad when I think.
0: Um. (laughs) you know and and do you know what I've been up 36 hours after Millie so it was good to have a lie down Um, (laughs)
1: leave me here is that what you were saying yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. call me a cab just (laughs) Um, tip nine we'll move we'll we'll rattle on tip nine Um, skin to skin everyone tells you it is the greatest thing in the world Mm. it's right. (laughs) like in nct and at the birth and they basically told us like it was the equivalent of us transferring magical powers to each other um and you'll feel you know you'll feel them up like it was it was it was just like lovely that i had this this Nice, warm, soft baby cuddling me, but I didn't feel like i had been um, um, strengthened um, by yeah. by the equi- basically it was soul like it was the equivalent of like a good Horcrux um, from yeah. Harry Potter, like it was the equivalent of, of splitting your soul into two parts, but not for evil reasons, uh, like reverse Horcruxing. Um, and while I liked it, it was not the miracle cure for everything that I think that that yeah. they made out in NCT. I would rather someone yeah. underplayed something and then you think it's yeah. amazing than tell you. You, this is the greatest thing of all time. Um, yeah, it was it was lovely, but mm. man, they built that up like, I genuinely yeah. thought like one of us might start flying here. Um, uh, and then tip ten, the thing they never really tell you about is, is all the aftercare. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's I mean, Liz, Lizzie just found it really like we we had to move rooms in the birth center, and it would have been the equivalent of a uh, it couldn't have been more than. 20 meters to walk from room to room. But that walk must have taken us about five minutes yeah. because she was just really unsteady on her feet and, and not particularly comfortable. Uh, um, walking felt like a stretch. And she, uh, much like a police escort demand, said, well, where's the wheelchair? Um, was like, well, again, this isn't a US sitcom. So I don't think, I don't think you get one, unfortunately. Um, but I think you there's... I think a lot of people think that it's only the, the C-section mums, the mums who've had the surgery or or any sort of intervention who need uh, a sort of, uh, you know, a really sort of slow pace. And I don't think I, I don't think we realized how slow initially the recovery from what was, you know, quite a physical ordeal was going to be. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great because they've got so much to do at that point as well yeah 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 no
1: that makes sense just to go back to the skin skin thing tom i think um in our breastfeeding uh workshop that we did on tuesday night at one point they sort of split us into girls and and and, and blokes um and we were discussing the skin to skin. The lady came and was speaking to us. She sort of interrupted our football chat. That has been the one good thing. Uh, another of the good things, actually, is all—all all the lads are into football. Uh, to talk about skin to skin, and we just sort of all looked blankly at each other and said, "Are we going to have to take our shirts off?" And we all sort of looked at each other, and you know, I—I I especially was thinking, you know, do I do I need to spend the next six weeks in the gym? Um, it, it, uh, yeah I think we I think we just found it a bit of a funny concept um, and like you say it's something I think maybe important for the mother and baby for bonding but maybe like you say not oh, no, I you know?
0: I, I whip my shirt off both times like yeah, yeah. No, no airs no graces because I was like yeah. look again she's just given birth here No, like, you yeah. know it, yeah. if 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 it's mildly embarrassing me taking a shirt off she's just given birth like in the grand scheme of things if she if she tells me to work the trousers off at that point I'm gonna do it um I mean it's not great for the baby but um it was yeah I, I I just like a lot of people take like a button-down shirt but it was so hot in these yeah. rooms that I, I wasn't yeah. fussed about anything like that but I um yeah she said she, she they they sort of like asked me oh do you mind t- taking your shirt off or do you do just want to lift it or like no I'll take it off like yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. You've seen worse, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the other, the other little sort of question was about the placenta. We've not really sort of gone into any detail on that. Uh, any of the things I've, I mean, how, obviously the first time is slightly different process, but for you guys, because the baby just dropped out at least, but second time, I mean, how traumatic is that i mean surely you know you think christ i've just pushed a baby out now i've got to get the bloody placenta out as well like does it follow straight away
0: or as sort of i can't uh, i can't quite remember i think it's like usually in, in the half an hour you can have this injection which means that it i think it breaks it down and then it just sort of like happens very quickly or you can pass it naturally and um i mean in the grand scheme of things it's not it's not baby sized. So it's, it's, um, it, I don't think it's as much of a it challenge, is. but yeah. I think we yeah. were of the mindset that we probably wouldn't have the injection initially. And then I think we had mm. the injection both times, just like, Oh, bollocks to this. Let's just enjoy having the baby. Um, and yeah. it didn't fit yeah. like it, it, whatever it was, it wasn't like epidural level of, yeah. Something. I might be wrong on that. I don't. I can't honestly can't remember whether we did with Lucy or not, or whether it all just happened quite quickly. But um, I think at that point, Lizzie was um, wanting to get into a more comfortable position and start yep. feeding and not be distracted. And if that's what we did with Lucy with the injection, Millie didn't feed very well initially because she had a tongue tie. Um, so I think she was just like, "All I want to do is feed." feed Lucy, yeah. get Lucy settled and get Lucy feeding, I don't care about anything else um, so yeah. if we did take the injection the second time it's purely because we've just got to crack on with this because we want to get it right yeah. this time
1: It's quite encouraging to me that actually you can't really remember it, it suggests that actually it was sort of a bit of an afterthought really.
0: Yeah, it, it, if, if it was if it was sort of natural then I don't yeah. remember it being a, a lengthy thing and if it was the injection yeah. then yeah, I mean, it was sort of done and dusted before we realised. Mm.
1: yeah. Cool, was that the last tip? That
0: is the last tip. Um, That's
1: been a very informative, Tom, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Um, does I hope, Hopefully that now makes you feel like you have a role to play.
1: Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, you do start to think, like, the more i just sort of taken the approach that knowledge is power, so the more I can sort of learn about it, the better I feel about it, Um so, yeah, and, yeah, you're right, I think. Just staying calm um, and then if you've got to faint, do it at the end, not in the middle. Um, yeah, no, very informative, Tom. I hope, I'm sure our listeners will, will feel feel the same way. Um, I was pleased, I've got to be honest, I was pleased you were positive about hypnobirthing because, you know, you put all your eggs in one basket and I didn't want you to throw the eggs out the basket. Um, seven weeks before but it sounds like it really helped um, it also
0: helped that with the book we were given I started reading it and then Lizzie went there's actually just like two pages that are really important in the back, I'm like well I'm much more on board now if I don't have to get through 200 of them um, yeah. so so I just read like the, the the summary at the back and that was all I needed to remember, as I say I yeah. don't think I did it properly but what I did I was told afterwards, even if it was just out of politeness that Lizzie said that it was good I'll take it
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah Right, shall we wrap that up? Yeah,
0: there we are then. So that is this episode um, all about labour let us know about your stories if you're a dad if you've fainted as well make me feel better um, or, or if you've got any any concerns or any questions or you want us to talk about anything a bit more that we've covered already uh, maybe you're in the same boat as Aaron and you're, you're a few weeks away and you you have similar thoughts to him maybe you've got a weirdo called Keith on your NCT group we'll find one out there somewhere everyone in Aaron's groups delightful and likes football um, you can contact us via email at thedadplacepod at outlook.com that's thedadplacepod at outlook.com you can also find us on Twitter it's at the dad place pod until next
1: time what are we covering next time Tom
0: uh shall we should we look into getting the house House-proof, Yeah, getting getting yeah. your getting house ready and spending yeah. more money than you've ever spent in your life um, so it, it's getting ready and it's the things you need the things you don't need and yeah. uh, the things you never even knew existed let's talk baby kit. Great. Bye, everyone. See you next time at the Dad Place.